Micah, yes, Tiff from the Tiffany Micah podcast. How are you today? I hope you are having an absolutely awesome day and you've had an awesome week. And here we are, it's our daily Tiff episodes. Yes, those are the ones that I share on my other podcast show, which is the Reach Your Potential with Tiff uh, podcast. So, what I'm going to do is you are going to get another four episodes following what I'm about to say to you from this previous week just gone for the daily TIFF episodes. And we're actually looking at a lot about planning our our next quarter and our future, okay? Because what happens is we tend to, you know, the first quarter's gone, we tend to, mm, it gets sort of stuck into the grind, and just keep doing, doing, doing. And we don't actually come up for air and actually see what's going on. It's like you, you know, you keep swimming permanent laps of the pool, but you never come up and actually see where you are, right? So we're actually going to take a break from swimming all those laps. We're going to finish this last lap that we're on because we've just completed our first quarter. I want you to just stop, hit the wall. And I actually want you to get up out of the pool and stand up on top of the blocks and have a look around and see what's going on. So what you are actually going to be hearing are episodes about achieving your goals from last quarter and, and whether you have or not. We're going to be looking at also if you don't have a purpose, how you can get completely lost and you start drifting and the trouble that you can get yourself into doing that. We're going to also be looking at your big picture goals, okay? So oh, this is quite a powerful episode. So I want you to be looking at creating your future and also how other people can be, how can, you know, affect you. And we don't want you to be affected by other people's influences. We want you to be affected by your own influence, okay? Because you're going to be the one in charge of you. So I hope you enjoy these upcoming episodes. Keep doing what you're doing and I'll catch up with you at the end of this. So we've just finished the first quarter of the year, haven't we? The beginning of the year, you know, we set a New Year's resolution. It's all motivating and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And it is. It's exciting, isn't it? It's the start of something new. And now here we are, because I like to work in quarters, here we are. We've completed the first quarter of the year. And I'm like everyone. I like to set goals at the, in, on the 1st of January uh, to get set, but I don't set New Year's resolutions. I always work on setting goals. But this year, you know what? I left it for a while. I didn't actually put my goals together probably till mid-January because I really wanted to give myself some space and some time to really figure out what it was that I really wanted to achieve over the, the you know, well, now it's the last three months that have just gone, but over that quarter. And what I had done is I had set five goals for this past quarter because I really wanted to think about what it was that I really wanted, was working on and achieving. And you know what? Out of those five goals, guess how many I actually achieved? Just one. So that was, I wanted to, uh, for that particular goal that I had achieved, that was to uh, get to a certain amount of centimetres for my body. So rather than weight, I don't like to think about weight. It was just the the size of my body that I wanted it to be. So, you know, I do measurements of my neck and my chest and my waist and my hips and upper thighs, you know, my upper arms, my calf muscles and so on. So I come up with a measurement. So I look at the measurement. So that was great. I achieved the goal. Woo, well done. 
But the one that I really wanted to achieve was having my book published. Now, if I look back at the last few months and I look at, okay, my book is still not ready. It's very close. It is so close. Um, But I had a look at, okay, well, why didn't it happen? Well, the first thing that didn't happen was because I didn't really understand how long the publishing process would take. Right, so I had to work with, obviously, the publisher. She's great. Um, I had to get an editor in place, which she helped, you know, she provided for me. So we had to get someone in to uh, look at the book and make sure the grammar was correct and the, the flow of the language was good and all of that. Um, we've just, and so then I have to go back over that as well. So we had to wait till the editor was in place and ready to go. So that took some time because she had other commitments. We've just engaged a proofreader in to make sure that we haven't missed anything. So once the editor had done the book, I'd had had the book then uh, resent it back to the publisher and then she's just done the layout for me um, to set the book up in place and so on. So that's really exciting. But now, and having me, I've just gone through it. We want to make sure and, you know, making a few changes as well and, you know, a few things were missed and so on. So then sending it back to the proofreader for the proofreader now to go through it to make sure everything's the language is right everything's in place that we haven't missed anything right and then we need the cover design in place and the title and and, and all of that kind of thing so I will be sharing very soon what the title will be of the book um but I'll tell you I'll give you one clue it's all about making sure that you're achieving your goals okay um, so even though that the book hadn't, is not yet published, you know what, it's probably about a month away. So it, like I said, it's getting closer and I'm nearly there. So just because that hasn't happened yet doesn't mean that the goal is not going to be achieved, does it? It's just that it's taking longer than I've anticipated because I wasn't I'm very unsure of the publishing process. Now, my other three goals that I had set, so one that I achieved, one that's nearly there, and the other three that I had said I didn't achieve them at all. And to be honest, I didn't really give them much attention. And the reasons for that was was really, you know, the number one reason was because I didn't they weren't a priority. So it's something there's a few things that I want to work on, but there wasn't it wasn't a top priority. My top priority was to ensure that the book was ready. Another reason was I didn't really schedule any time in into working on those those other three goals, right? I tended to gloss over them. Again, more focused on the book. Another reason, because I was more focused on the book and I was working on creating a lot of episodes for the Reach Your Potential with Tiff and the uh, Tiffany Micah podcast shows, um, I spent a lot of time working on that. So even though the the quarter, the goals that were set were not looked at last quarter, I'm actually going to give them a lot more attention for, for this next upcoming quarter. So it's time to ramp it up. Now, just because the goals that were set were not achieved doesn't mean you're a failure. All right, I want to make that clear. I'm going to say that sentence again to you. Just because the goals that were set were not achieved doesn't mean you're a failure, right? It will might take longer than you anticipate, just like this, you know, this excitement of getting my book published and getting it ready to send it out into the world and share the message, right? The message of how to achieve your dreams. So, like I said, just because it hasn't been achieved yet doesn't mean that you're a failure. Now, this was my mindset years ago. I want to share this with you because you may be going through this yourself. If I didn't achieve a goal in the time frame that I had set, you know, I, went, I was like, oh, well, I'm a failure. So every time I'd set a goal, and, you know, I, don't, I didn't go into the detail of what I go into now and actually mapping out exactly what I've got to do and write out, out the phases that I've got to work through and all the action steps and put everything in place and map out my days and and weeks and months and so on and what I want to achieve. I just went, this is what I want to do. If I'm not there, then I'm a failure, right? So what would happen was that I was always setting myself up for failure every single time. 
right? Because, oh, well, I haven't achieved the goal yet. Yeah, I've set goals before but never reached them, right? You hear that all the time. People talk about setting goals and never reaching them. There's reasons why that happens. Now, um, I can go into a lot of reasons, but I'm not going to do that today. But if you're not planning it out, if you're not putting it on paper, if you're not knowing exactly what you're working towards and you just throw something out there, it's very difficult to achieve it because you want it, but it, but it's hard to get there because you don't know how you're going to plan it out and you don't know what the steps that are involved. I remember years ago I went and saw a gentleman about helping me with my mindset around golf when I started to play golf because I didn't want my tennis demons to come back and haunt me. And what happened was that we set a goal and he said, oh, well, now you'll achieve your goal because you've set it. And I'm like, well, how is that possible? Because I've set plenty of goals before and I've never achieved them. So just because I've set another goal doesn't mean that I'm going to achieve it because I don't know how to, how do I get from where I am now to where I want to go? you know? And so how I really looked at it was because I set myself up for failure every time, just going back to how I was previously, but because I set myself up for failure every single time, I had a lack of respect for myself, right? Complete lack of respect, set myself up for failure every time. So no wonder I failed. No wonder I failed and I told myself that I wasn't good enough. So when I didn't achieve the goals that I had set, you know, that I had this thing in my head, this dream that I wanted to achieve and so on for certain things and then I didn't achieve it, oh, well, no wonder. That's because I'm not good enough, right? Told you, told you you'll never get there. So if you're feeling that way, there are ways to work around that and to build the future that you want to build, but we need to make sure that we've got to actually look at, okay, did we do any work with, with the goals that we set? Maybe, maybe not. I just shared three that I didn't achieve, but I didn't really work on them at all. I was more focused on, you know, mainly the, the book and, and yeah, my body, because I like to feel healthy and fit and, and look after myself as I'm getting older, especially even more so which I'll share more of that. I'm going to start a, um, a health, um, a health series coming up very soon. So, um, but I want you to not consider yourself a failure because you didn't achieve your goals. It's only the quarter. It may take longer to get there. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as you keep going, right? You keep figuring out what, what didn't work, what has worked and so on. And I'll tell you, I am so glad that I don't have the mindset or I'm not that person that I was then because I'd still be making the same mistakes. I would still be telling myself that I'm not good enough. I would still be, um, you know, telling myself that I'm a failure. No wonder. I'd still be around the, the, the negative people that I had in my life, the, the people that would be putting me down and so on. But I made changes, right, to create what I wanted to create for me. Now, but for you today, we're going to be talking about your goals, right? So for you today, I want you to look back at the last quarter. So January, February, March of this year. And I want you to ask yourself these questions. Number one, did I achieve my goals for last quarter? Right, simple yes or no. Number two, if yes, how did I do it? right? Because I want you to write down the detail of how you did it, okay? Because that's going to be part of your success formula, isn't it? If no, why didn't I achieve them, okay? So I want you to look at why you didn't achieve your goals as well. So if you had some goals set and you didn't achieve them, write down everything why you didn't achieve them. Like I said with, you know, some goals that I had set, well, I didn't even give them the time of day. They weren't a priority for me, right, you know, in that time. Number three, with that knowledge you now possess, I want you to reset new goals or even those existing goals that you've, you had set for last quarter and didn't achieve them, I want you to set them for this quarter, okay? So April, May, June. And then number four, I want you to write out how you will achieve them, right? Write down all your action steps, simple as that. Okay, so you've got some work to do. So don't give yourself half to a hard time if you haven't achieved your goals. 
it's not a problem. It just means it's going to take longer to get there. Okay, so you keep working at it. You know what? It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're female, male, where you live, what you do for your work, what you do for your sport, what you do for your business, what you do for your career, what you do at school, whatever it is. If you don't have a purpose, if you're not working towards something, you will get lost. And I mean completely lost. And it's really interesting, a a colleague of mine, we've been talking over the last couple of weeks, I only tend to see him once a week when I'm working at a particular um, place that I work at, and we had the same conversation last week and we've had it again um, just recently. And we were talking about how he's lost his way, all right? So last year, I'll give you an example, last year when I met him, he was really motivated. He gave up drinking. He said he drank quite a a bit. Um, He gave up smoking. He said he smoked quite a bit. He created a new eating plan. You know, he's like really high on protein and veggies and cut out sugar out of his his eating plan. He was running 5Ks a day. He was sort of in a relationship and and that was what was motivating him at the time because he really liked this, this lady he was seeing and and he was really motivated, right? He was really motivated to get better and he was really motivated to be a better person and, and he felt that, you know, mixing with her too helped him wanting to be a better person. You know, he wanted to feel so much better and he had so much energy. He was telling me um, last year he was, had so much energy, he just couldn't sleep. He was so excited about life. He was eating better, and, you know, all the benefits of him looking after himself better, guess what happened? He trimmed down quite a lot, right? So I only saw him when in his trimmed down phase anyway. Apparently he had a bit of a tummy and, and so on. But he was really, he was working towards something. He was feeling really good. But what's going on for him now? Well, he's not doing that. He's not sticking to his eating regime that he had. He's not running 5Ks a day. That relationship no longer exists. It was a you know a, a short term relationship anyway. He's back to smoking, right? He's having a few beers. I don't know how much he's drinking or whatever, but he 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 does say that he's having a few beers. But what I do see him do uh, where I'm working at is that he eats. He's eating all the time. He's eating chips. He's eating chocolates. He's drinking cans of coke, and he's doing it all the time. And he keeps coming in and talking to me about it. He said, I can't control it. He said, I really can't control it. I can't stop eating all this junk food. You know, so he's craving, he's craving things. And I said, you know what? I said, this is what I think. Again, this is my belief. This is what I see. I said, I I think what the problem is, is that you don't have a a purpose, right? There's no reason for you to be doing anything. It's not, you're not working towards anything. And, you know, we had this conversation last week. We had it again yesterday. He said, you know, you're right. He said, I don't have a purpose. I really don't have a purpose. And so he's, he's lost. He's, he's you know, and, and this happens to, to all of us. When, when we're in that process of not having a purpose, what happens is we start to drift, right? Or we... Another saying for it is we go through the motions, and then what? 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 What's happened for you know this colleague of mine is that now he's gone back into the habits that he had before, and why has he gone back into those habits that he had before? Well, he's not motivated to stay with the new ones that he developed. He's really not clear on what he wants to do right now. He doesn't know what he's working towards. He's feeling. He's feeling really lost and he, you know, he, he agrees totally. But how does he get himself out of that? That's, that's the challenge because he needs to get really clear on what he wants. So there's this great book and it's called Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. I'm just going to read you um, some pieces out of it because this is a very powerful book that I'll, I'll share with you. It was written in 1938, so it was just before 
World War II, written by Napoleon Hill, obviously, but it wasn't published until 2011. Now, what I believe from what I've read was that his wife didn't actually want him to publish the book for whatever reason. I'm not really sure. So the Napoleon Hill Foundation and the family apparently released it and asked Sharon Lecter, she was the co-author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, to assist in bringing this book to life so that we can read it. And what actually happens in this book is Napoleon Hill actually interviews the devil. So what he does is he actually talks about habits and and drifting and what goes on uh, during that. So I want to read you a few pieces out of this just so that it it helps you because this may be happening to you, okay? So he talks about habits. So the devil says about the habits, how habits are contagious. And every habit attracts a flock of its relatives. And the habit of doing anything that is useless leads to the formation of other habits that are useless, especially the habit of drifting. So it it get, then goes on to talk about more about you know, all the habits and the dangers of, of these habits and then and drifting and so on. But if we really look at it, when you've got no motivation, when, you've, when you're lost, when you've got no direction, when you've got no goals, what happens? You do, you drift along, you go through the motions. You don't make good decisions. You know, your decisions even around food are not as great. Right? You tend to eat junk food. You tend to eat things that you get sugar hits to make you feel better so you can get that that little sugar high. You eat whatever's convenient. You don't make the effort to look for food that's actually going to benefit your body. You're just looking for things so that you can get that quick fix right now because of how you're feeling. So one habit leads to another habit, which, which leads to another habit, doesn't it? So then what happens, especially when we're not looking after ourselves, we don't train, we don't do any workouts, we don't look after our body, we don't eat right, we don't work towards our goals. There's lots of things that start to fall apart and we get into this drifting phase. So there's this other area in this book that I just want to quickly share with you. It's just a quick paragraph and it talks again you know, because right throughout this book, Napoleon Hill is, is interviewing the devil and how we get distracted, right? How we get um, into the habit of drifting. And so this is what the, the devil is, is telling Napoleon Hill, is my greatest weapon over human being consists of two secret principles by which I gain control of their minds. I'll speak first of the principle of habit through which I silently enter the minds of people. By operating through this principle, I establish, I wish I could have avoided this word, the habit of drifting. When a person begins to drift on any subject, he is headed straight toward the gates of what you earthbound call hell. Now what happens when people drift is... He goes on, I can best define the word drift by saying that people who think for themselves never drift, while those who do little or no thinking for themselves are drifters. A drifter is one who permits himself to be influenced and controlled by circumstances outside of his own mind. He would rather let me occupy his mind and do the thinking than go to the trouble of thinking for himself. A drifter is one who accepts whatever life throws in his way without making a protest or putting up a fight. He doesn't know what he wants from life and spends all of his time getting just that. A drifter has lots of opinions, but they're not his own. Most of them are supplied by me. A drifter is one who is too lazy mentally to use his own brain. That is the reason I can take control of people's thinking and plant my own ideas in their mind. Powerful stuff, isn't it? So that's what happens though, is that we can get caught up in drifting. If we don't set our goals, if we have no purpose, there's no reason to be doing what we're doing. We have life. Okay, You've been given a life. What do you want to do with your life? So my comment and my attitude to you is don't drift. 
Don't go through the motions. Don't do the same stuff every day. I always hear people say, oh, same stuff, different day. Don't do it. Create the life that you want to, how you want to live. Because before you know it, it's going to be one year down the track, two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And you're going to look back and go, what the? What happened? I missed it. I went to my high school reunion last year, 30-year high school reunion. I can't believe it. I only feel like I've just turned 20. I don't know what's happened to the last 30 years. I'm only a few years away from 50. I can't believe it. What's happened? Right? So we've got to get really clear on what we want and we've got to start working on it because who knows how much time we have on this earth. But we want to get to work. So this is what I want you to do right now is I want you – to be thinking one year from now, right? And I want you to be thinking that you're there in that that specific spot right now, one year from now, where do you want to be? Okay, I want you to be really thinking about that. Where do you want to be in one year from now? April, this time next year, 2020. So what I want you to do is, one, I want you to write out what you have achieved in these last 12 months. Okay, write it out as if you've already achieved it. And then two, I want you to write out how you did it. Right? And guess what? There's your plan. So you can stop drifting along the way, right? And start achieving your goals. Because you know what? Having a purpose equals having a direction. And I know that that's what you want. So let's let's get on with it. Because you can do it. Today, I want you to look at the big picture. The last few episodes, you've probably heard me talking about like having no purpose and no direction. We've been looking back at the last quarter, seeing how we went with our goals, if we haven't achieved them, if we have achieved them, the steps that we did or didn't do and so on. So today, what I want you to do is I want you to look at the big picture, right? Really look at what you're working towards. So I've got three questions for you right now. So question one is, when you are 90 years old, looking back at your life, what have you done? I want you to write down the details. What have you done? What have you achieved? Okay, let's, let's, let's go into the future so we can look back, all right? Because what we're doing is we're creating the big picture for you. Then question number two, how did you do it? So what were the major, like the most important elements or the most important keys that enabled you to obtain your achievements, right? How did you actually accomplish what it was that you you had accomplished when you're looking back after being 90 years of age? And number three, what were your rules to success? So what kind of rules did you have in place to ensure that Every time that you were working towards your goals, what were the rules that you put in place to ensure that they happened, right? So that you did achieve or did accomplish your goals. So we're looking at it where we're looking back at it from when we're 90 years old, okay? So we're going big picture. So once you've answered those questions, now what I want you to start thinking about is creating your visual timeline. Now, if you haven't heard about the visual timeline, I did talk about it in Lessons Learned and also I had um, added that to also the Tiffany Micah podcast. There's a separate one about creating your visual timeline. So I, I talk about that in more detail, but I'm going to explain it again here. So what we want to do here is we want to create this uh, visual timeline in the sense of we're going to create this arrow and we're going to go straight across the page. So we're going to go from our starting point, which is our left-hand side, right through to the arrow head, which will be on the right-hand side. Now, whatever age that you are at, this is our starting point. So you could be 20 years of age, you could be 40, you could be 60, you could be 80. It doesn't matter how old you are, but that's our starting point, okay? So I'm going to explain in it for a 20-year-old only because we've got um, a little bit more of years to work with, so to speak. 
but I want you to be thinking about this. So if you're 40, start from when you're 40. If you're 50, start from when you're 50 and so on, okay? So what we want to do is across that timeline, we want to put little indentations on the timeline of, so our starting point's 20, then the next little indentation we put in is 30. So we're going to just do it in 10-year increments. So then we go 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, and then our ultimate one, which is 90 years old of what we've achieved up to that point, right? I'm not saying that it's over once you hit 90. I want to live forever. So mine's going to go um, much longer. But what I want you to do is then for each year is I want you to then look at your achievements of what you've actually achieved. So like I said, if we're starting at 20, by the time you're 30, what are the achievements? What have you actually done? By the time you're 40, what have you done? By the time you're 50, what have you done? 60, 70 and 80 and so on. Write down all the achievements of what you've actually done. Okay. So we want to make sure that you're looking, like I said, at the big picture. But then what we can then do is we can break it down. Okay, so that's the big picture. So what we want to then do is we can create another timeline, right? We can break it down for the next 10 years. Okay, so we can create another timeline. So let's just say you're going from the age of 20 to 30 or the age of 30 to 40 or 40 to 50 or 50 to 60 or 70, uh, 60 to 70 or 70 to 80 and so on. And then what we want to do is put indentations across the the arrow of each year, okay? So if we're 20, it'd be 21, 22, 23, and so on up to the age of 30. So it doesn't matter wherever you sit, I just want you to keep adding in just one-year increments across that line because we want to create a very simple process, okay? Now, what I want you to then do, we're going to break it down again, Right. Notice we keep breaking it down because when we see the big picture, that's great. But how are we going to get there? We need to create the steps in how we're going to get there. So now we've actually got the big picture of to the age of 90, right? And we're starting at the age of 20. Now we're at the age of 20, just going to 30. We're going to work on our first 10 years. Now what we're going to do from that is now we're going to work down and create a much simpler process, and we're going to work from the age of 20 to 21. So what I want you to do now is get really clear on your next year, five simple phases, like we want to put things into into phases, of what you want to achieve over this next year. Now, you heard me talking about achieving your goals and so on in the last few episodes, right, looking back at um, the last quarter and so on. So we're just going to break it down. So over this next year, we want to break everything down into five simple phases of how we're going to achieve our goal by the time we're the age of 21 or by the time we're the age of 31 or 41 or 49 or 57 or whatever it is, okay? Because we want to write down in detail what needs to be accomplished, right? Now, if, if you don't want to do the 12 months and you just want to do it from now until the end of the year, 31st of December, 2019, you could break it down that way and just break it down into months, right? Each month, what do you want to achieve? By doing that, we're starting to get clear on what we want, right? So if you're a sports person, you might be wanting to qualify for a particular tournament. You know, a tennis player might be wanting to qualify for, you know, qualify, get in, even get into the qualifying rounds for a major tournament. Or if you're playing golf, you might want to get into qualifying school so that you can qualify to play on, you know, on the tour and so on. But I want you to identify what it is that you're working towards right now, what you want to achieve, what your goal is in the next 12 months. And then we've got to look at, okay, well, how are you going to do that? What are the things that you need to be looking at? So if you're a sports person, I'll give you an example. So things that you need to be focused on as a sports person, right? The type of training that you need to be doing. So for your skills, right? What kind of training do you need to be practicing and so on for getting those skills honed? What type of fitness do you need to have in place? What kind of nutrition, the hydration, 
the mental preparation, the mental focus that you need to have in place, the, the performing under pressure, the pressure practice, right? There's all these elements that you've got to be looking at. What, what do you need to be focused on? What if, you, what if you're not 20 and you're older, right, and you might be 50 or you might be 60, might be 70, right? The rules apply to you too. We just want to break it down. So if you want to do really well in if you're playing golf, because I, I know a lot of people tend to play golf as they get older, if you want to get better in your golf, okay, well, what kind of practice do you need in place? What kind of training do you need in place? Do you need to go and have lessons? Do you need to have work on your fitness level? Do you need to eat better, right? Well, look after your nutrition. Do you need to make sure that you're drinking a lot more water and have the right hydration, you know, in your body? Do you need to be working on practicing under pressure? Do you need to be working on your mental side? Of course you do. Just because you're older doesn't mean that you're not working on these things either. You don't have to be a professional athlete just to work on these things, right? If, if you want to achieve what you want to achieve, you've got to put the time in to what you want to achieve, right? So what I want you to do right now is I want you to focus on this quarter, okay? So I've given you and I've laid out specific things. We've got timelines in place and so on for when we're 90 years of age and then we're working our way backwards, We've broken it down into 10-year increments. Now we've broken it down into one-year increments. Now for this, so we know what we need to achieve over the next year or even till the end of this year. What I want you to do now is focus on what you've got to get done this quarter, okay, by the end of June. So these are the questions I want you to answer. Number one, you need to identify what needs to be accomplished by the end of June. Number two, you need to create what categories do you need to be focused on. Number three, you need to then identify the action steps that need to be done. And number four, guess what number four is? Get to work, okay? So I look forward to hearing from you what you're actually working on achieving over this next quarter. Do you get influenced by others? comments that they make like whether it's about you or someone else or an opinion that they have about something words that they say the certain words that they say stick with you whether it be about you or someone else is it how they operate you like the way they operate or you don't like the way they operate but somehow that that it influences you in some form because you know some influences can be really positive can't they and then some influences that we have around us can be negative so what kind of what kind of people or who who tends to influence us well parents because you know we look up to them to to you know bring us up and they've you know they're our parents they're looking after us so therefore we feel that they should know everything and and know what to do teachers peers, uncles and aunts, church leaders, celebrities, right? People of authority, policemen and women, right? People of authority, we tend to look up to them. Politicians, some politicians, not all politicians, some politicians we do, but we can be influenced by them, can't we? And and how do we respond to people when we, when we hear those things, because how we respond to things is, is that how we do things? Possibly, right? I remember when I was a kid, like a little kid, like four, there's only certain things I remember when I was little, but I went to preschool and I only went to preschool for one day. It wasn't really a big thing then because it was like 1974 or 1975. We're talking a while ago now, but um, I went to preschool for a day. I only remember going for a day and I think mum said I only went for a day because we, we, I said to her I didn't like it. So she said, all right, we don't have to go again. So that was, that was good. But what I remember, my only memory of being at preschool was I got into trouble for going to the toilet, right? Because it was raining outside and the toilet was underneath. So we had to go down this ramp and, and go to the toilet. So I went out the door and went down the ramp and went to the toilet because I was busting because that's what you do when, you go the to- when you're busting, don't you? You go to the toilet, right? Now, I hadn't been in a class situation in anything 
up till that age. So that's what I wanted to do. Off I went. Now, I actually, when I came back, I got a spanking on my bottom. Now, it was probably just a little one or a little tap. I don't remember, but I remember I did get a a spanking because in those days, in those days, that's what happens, right? Because it was the cane and all that kind of thing. So I got a little pat on the bottom as like I got into trouble. So when I went to school the following well, the following year, what happened? I wet my pants on the first day of school, right? And what actually happened was I was sitting in the classroom. We had this, there was two big classrooms, right? I'd only been in a, a, a lesson situation or a class situation just the once, and that was the year before. And I really wanted to go to the toilet, but my view, because I got into trouble when I went to preschool for going to the toilet because I went outside when it was wet and I was told not to, but I went anyway, and then I got into trouble and then I got a pat on the bottom, I was worried that I'd get into trouble if I wanted to go to the toilet because that was my experience previously, right, in, in a class situation. So therefore, I got too scared to go to the toilet because you know what? If I go to the toilet, I might get into trouble. And I was seeing that there was both toilets down each end of the, the classrooms that were adjoined, but I was the doors to the toilets. You couldn't see the toilets, obviously, but doors to the toilets. But then I was thinking, right, right by the age of five years old, was I was thinking, oh, there's only one toilet. So every time I wanted to get up to go to the toilet, because I was getting to the point I was really busting, so I'd see someone else go in. I was like, oh, I can't go. So then I just sat there and I got to the point that I couldn't hold on any longer because I didn't get off the chair at all. The whole time I just sat on the chair, I didn't move. And I ended up going in the chair, right? I went on the chair. So there's a big puddle underneath my chair and guess what? I got into trouble and kids made fun of me, okay? The teacher laughed and so on. So what decisions did I make, right? We're talking about influences, right? So what decisions did I make from from that? I got made fun of. I got into trouble. Ripe old age of five, this is how you view the world. So I decided that I didn't like school. I switched off from learning, right? The way I learned anyway is, is, you know, I like to see it. I like to then be shown step-by-step in pieces how to do it, try it out step-by-step, you know, slowly work on it, build confidence and and work on it until I get it, right? So that was the way I learned. So I just completely switched off. So if that didn't get taught to me, which right through school, that sort of thing didn't happen, they just sort of threw you in, then I would switch off from learning. So what was my view? I thought, well, I must know things because they just quickly show you how to do certain things or you have to write stuff out and then figure things out, right? I thought I must know. I didn't know. What did I feel? I felt dumb, right? I felt like I wasn't good enough. I felt like I didn't understand. All this stemmed from, (laughs) you know, from being a little pat on the bottom, little spank on the bottom for, you know, going to the toilet at the age of four, or four or five, and then when I started school, then, you know, wetting my pants on the first day, and then I carried all of these thoughts, right? And I carried these thoughts of feeling dumb and not good enough and, and you know, um, fearing of getting into trouble and all of this kind of stuff. I carried this attitude until the age of 35. Can you believe it? Yet, I was still able to get a uni degree, I still pursued my tennis career but didn't achieve what I wanted to achieve, but I still had the opportunity to do that. I was successful in my tennis coaching business. I had a sports skills business for kids, successful in that, but I still had that attitude, right? So there's lots of other events, right? There's events that happen in our lives and people can be telling you you're not good enough at something, Right? And you might be told it over and over again, like a parent might be saying it, a teacher, friend of the family, a friend, right? You get made fun of, right? Now, if you're, sen- if you're a sensitive person, then over time, if you hear it over and over again, you're going to believe it, aren't you, right? And then when you're not good at something, 
Oh, yeah, that's right. You'll believe it because, you know, whoever said and told you that you weren't good or, you know, well, they were right because you agreed with them, right? The influence of someone else's view on you. Then you spend your whole life being influenced by other people, what they believe about you, but not what you believe about you. Right? So for me, you know, a number of years ago when I was started golf coaching, I I the rumor around a particular place that I worked at was that I was a, a tennis coach trying to be a golfer. Colleagues of mine said that I can't play golf and I can't teach. It's very supportive, right? Constantly had to prove myself. And, you know, the, the, the influence that they had over certain people and so on and the influence that they had over me, it was like, oh, you know, I've got to constantly try and prove myself. But why do I need to prove myself to them? I didn't have to, right? But people have this influence over you, right? But if you actually look at it, it's their opinion, right? That was their opinion of me, not my opinion, but you don't want to let that influence of what other people think affect you, right? So I want you to make sure that your opinion of you is right. Don't believe someone else's opinion of what they think of you, right? It's only their opinion. It's not your opinion. So today, while you're listening to this episode, I want you to hear this that I'm going to say to you. It's time for you to take responsibility of you because you are going to be the one who influences your life. You are going to be the one to have what you want. Everything is going to happen on your terms. No one else. So you are the one that will create your life. You are the one that will create your destiny. Don't live by what someone else believes, what is true for them, because that's the way they're going to live, not you. So from this point forward, I want you to hear this one. The only person who influences your life from this point forward is you. Well, that was intense, wasn't it? Okay, so are you going to look back at your goals for the last quarter? So I'm just going to read out these questions for you to remind you. So one, did you achieve your goals by the last quarter? Number two, if you did, how did you do it? If you didn't, why didn't you achieve it? Number three, with that knowledge you now possess, are you going to reset new goals or are you going to continue with those existing goals but to make sure that they get done this quarter? And number four, I want you to write out how you'll achieve them. You need to be writing out your action steps. Having no purpose, right? Having no purpose means you get lost, doesn't it? So we need to make sure that we don't get caught up in these habits that are actually going to take us and, and lead us off into a drifting state, right? If we don't, if we're not motivated, what happens? We tend to drift along, go through the motions. We're not clear on what we want. We have no purpose in place. And each decision that we make when we don't have a, a, a purpose in place is something that's going to take us away from ideally what we do want, but we're not incredibly sure what it is. So we go through the motions, we eat the wrong foods, we don't take care of ourselves as well as we should. We get taken over by the devil, as Napoleon Hill says it, right? So what I want you to be thinking about is making sure that one year from now, I want you to be thinking about what you want to have achieved one year from now. I want you to write down as if you have achieved it and then I want you to write down how you've actually done it, okay? So remember, having a purpose equals having a direction. We've also looked at your big picture goals too, didn't we? So I was looking at 
by the time you're 90 years of age, we're looking at what you've actually achieved over your life. Not that 90s at the end of at the end of our life either, but we're looking at the age of 90, going, okay, well, what is it that I've achieved? Right, we want to look at the big picture, and then we're going to break it down into decades then we're going to break it down into one year goals in that decade and then we're going to break it down into getting to this quarter we took I keep talking back about this quarter we need to get this quarter set and ready for action okay so make sure that you're doing that so remember you have got to be thinking about what you want to accomplish by the end of June what categories you need to be focusing on what kind of action steps need to be in place and guess what you've got to get to work and the influence Who's going to influence you? Other people's opinions? Or are you going to be influenced by you? Right? If you want something in your life, go and listen to people that have done it before you. Go and listen to what they have to say. Use the knowledge that they're sharing with you. Take it on board. Then create your destiny. Right, create your life. Don't let other people's opinion opinion influence you. I want you to do things on your terms. I want you to be the one that influences your life to have what you want. Right, it's your life. Create your destiny. And remember this: the only person who influences your life from this point forward is you. So I hope you enjoyed uh, the this week's daily tiff. I'd love it if you could leave a five-star review wherever you hear these episodes, just if you've got 30 seconds to spare. I'd really appreciate the time if you could do that because we want everyone to hear the Reach Your Potential with Tiff community. We want to build it as big as we possibly can. If you feel that you've got benefit out of these episodes, I'd love it if you could share with what share with me what you like best about what you heard. Also share with your friends because, as I said, we want to build the Reach Your Potential with TIFF communities because we can. And, yeah, it's all about dreaming big, isn't it? All right, you've got to dream real big. You've got to do the work. You've got to dream big. You've got to believe in you. Remember, I always talk about that all the time, about believing in you. And then I want you to take action and go after your dreams. Have an absolutely awesome day. Take care. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Yeah, yeah.